welcome to the Diary of a Sales Expert podcast. My name's James White, and I'm on a mission to help business owners and sales professionals all over the world get incredible sales results. So thanks for listening, and let's get started. So the most common things that I hear when I talk to people about sales and what it's about to like to become in sales and the things they like and dislike about sales and selling. Um, there are three common sales fears that I hear on a regular basis. And in this week's episode of the podcast, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the three most common sales fears that I get uh, from people I speak to and some methods and ideas that you can use to overcome them, how I've had to overcome them in my sales careers and share some stories around each individual one and what you can do to to make sure that you can handle these or even if you can't handle them, you can try and learn some techniques and methods to overcome them. Because sales is, as we all know, as as you'll know from listening to the podcast so far, it's the lifeblood of any business. Without it in our business, we don't grow. And if you're a business owner listening to this and you're thinking, I don't know how to sell, I don't know what to do, and I'm afraid of these things, these three things that I'm going to talk about will, will make sense. But if you don't overcome these challenges, then the chances are you're going to go out of business because um, in companies, it's not so bad. Companies have other people that will sell and do things. But if you're a salesperson that can't overcome these challenges as well, then the chances are you're going to lose your job. So I'm using this podcast today to help you, if you're a salesperson, think about common the- three common fears that you can overcome them so that you can enjoy the life you want as a salesperson or as a business owner, because I want you to be successful. So what are the three fears? The first three, the three fears are this. They're what I call the three R's or the three fears, the three R's. And those are reaction. So the reaction that your people are afraid of, the reaction that they're going to get, they're afraid of rejection, being rejected by someone. And they're also afraid of reputation. So their own reputation by seeing as someone that's from going into sales. So, so let's look at all three of these reaction, rejection, and reputation in in, in in a bit more detail on what you can do to overcome them. So the first one is this, um, reaction. Again, if I had a pound for literally the amount of times people have said to me, oh, well, I, I can't phone someone right now because I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what reaction I'm going to get and I might be disturbing them or I, I, I don't want to do that because they, 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 you know it's the wrong time. I don't know what the reaction will be. And there is this absolute fear that people have that, you don't know what the other someone, the other side of the phone call or the meeting or whatever is going to react to how you're, 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 what you're going to say and how you're going to say it or what you're going to do. And I get it totally, right? The reaction of um, someone I've, um, and, and by the way, if anyone knows, I've, I've done the hardest sales job in the world, I always say to people. I think I talked about it in week two or three of the podcast where I was a Jehovah's Witness and knocked on doors. And we used, to, we used to get stories when we were in the Jehovah's Witness community of people that had, had a reaction of someone going on to someone's property to do a, uh, to, to try and sell a copy of the, the Watchtower and the Awake and someone firing a gun at them in America because they, you know, the reaction they got. Now that, that's pretty severe and pretty severe. You know, pretty. You know, in America, their laws around guns and property are a little bit different than maybe in in the UK. But it, you know, be, that, that reaction is pretty intense. But a lot of people will say to me, "Oh, well, I might get someone to tell me to go away on the phone, or be rude to me, or tell me how dare I phone them." And, and when I've done, and I've done double glazing sales, and, and trust me, I've had some people. Um, you know, who I, 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 this is the, this is the show. If you listen to this, a little bit of swearing coming, so be careful if, if young ears are listening to this. But you know, I had someone that phoned when I. 
I used to speak to a double glazing and I spoke to this lower lady and her son picked up the phone and, and said, who the fuck are you to ring me right now and ring my mum? What are you doing? Where are you based? I'm going to come down to your office and I'm going to tear you apart. And they, and their reaction was pretty visceral, right? It was like, they were pretty full on in terms of how they were reacting to, to the call. And, um, uh, I, I listened to it and I said, I'm so sorry to have caused you issues. I, I, I did no offense was meant. We were just trying to help and uh, we wish you well. Don't you cut the phone down on me. And this person's reaction was harsh. So there's one thing that someone taught me then, which, uh, which you might want to think about in, 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 in relation to, to overcoming this. And, uh, the, the, the sales manager that I had at the double glazing company said, people can't rant for longer than a minute. And it always used to make me laugh that, and if you think about it, it's very difficult for someone to rant contextually for longer than a minute. They need breath. Okay. <laughs> They're going to go through the process of, of, of reacting and reaction at the use. The chances are it's only going to last a minute. So if it helps you think about it, it's a minute of your life that someone's going to react to for, for one. And the second point around the reaction is people will react in different ways at different times. Um, but you, you never know what's caused that to happen in that day. And, and I will say to my, you know, sometimes when people ring me up and they're trying to sell to me, my, I, it depends on what's happened. If I've had a more difficult day or not as good as sleep, I might react and respond differently. And, um, my, my reaction is, is, is depending on how I'm feeling today. But do I remember what I did last week and who I spoke to last week on the phone? No. So we have this fear in our minds that, that we, yeah, I can't ring someone because they reacted badly to me last time. The chances are they're probably not going to remember you from the last time that you had a conversation with them. And their world might be a different place today. They might have just won a deal. They might be as happy as anyone. They might be, um, you know, just literally, you know, sitting there on their desk thinking about the problem that you can solve going, how am I going to solve this? So it might be more pressing in their agenda right now. Um, they literally could be in a position where they, you know, have, have, are feeling happy or they want to play a game with you. They're feeling, they're feeling a bit naughty and they want to play a little game, see how you react and respond. So then the thing I can, only thing I can tell you about the sales reaction is this and something I've learned in my life that I can help you apply in a sales situation. And that's you cannot control what other people do or how they're going to react to things and what they're going to do. You cannot control other people. All you can do is control you and the actions that you take. So my first tip for you of overcoming the fear of reaction is to stop worrying, firstly, about people's reactions and other things. You can't control what's going on in their world and how they're going to react. So don't try. So that's the first thing. Don't try and be in a position where you start overthinking what someone else is going to do. You don't know their situation. You're not in their shoes right now. You don't know their world. All you can know is what you're doing. And if you approach calling and engaging in the right way, and by the way, there is a right and wrong way to do it. If you go in with a, hi, I'm so-and-so and I want to sell you my stuff, be prepared to get a reaction that's poor. But if you focus it, and there's a, there's a, there's a video on my YouTube channel where I talk about how to approach this in the right way, where you start talking about a common problem that they're going to be facing and asking them questions to get to know them and being upfront that you, that you don't know them, then yes, you may get a reaction that's, no, I'm not interested, or I don't want to talk to you, or who are you? But you could also get a reaction such as, well, who are you again? And what is it you do and how you can help? And so the reality is you can't prepare for people's reactions. So don't try to. Don't overthink what their reaction is going to be. And don't try and, you know, when people say to me, I know what your reaction is going to be. No, you don't. You don't know how I'm going to operate. So don't try and control things you can't control. So that's the first tip around the reaction. The second tip is around the rejection. 
So here's the other thing, right, around rejection, sales rejection. People say to me a lot of time, oh, well, I don't want to phone up anyone. I don't want to speak to someone. I don't want to present the proposal because what if they reject me? What if they say no? So, um, and, and, and we have this fear of rejection because we fear that it's, it's about them targeting us personally. It's like, you know, if when I do a proposal to someone, it's like them saying, I don't like James White. I want to, you know, we don't want to work with James White. And, 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 what I've learned in sales, and I encourage you to learn, is this. Invariably, even though as small business owners, you might be thinking someone's rejecting you personally, they're not. They're just rejecting your service or the business and what you do, because at that moment in time for them, for whatever reason, it's just not right for them. They're not targeting you personally. And and and, and so don't take the rejection personally. Understand that it's business. And that's the first thing I'd say to you about learning how to deal with the rejection is understand that it's not aimed at you. They're not, I think it's highly unlikely they're purposely going to say, I purposely don't want to speak to so-and-so because I don't like them. They're just saying that your service or your product doesn't fit within their priority list or their, their challenges right now. It's not something they're focused on doing. And it's not aimed at you directly. It's just, it's not right for them at that time. And so accept that the rejection isn't personal. Accept that it's not aimed at you. Take your emotions out of the equation. Start to think about it being just a, it's a, in, in, the, in that situation, it's they're making a logical decision rather than necessarily an emotional decision against you personally. So that's the, the, the second thing around rejection. And, and, and the, the other element I can get you to, and again, being a, being a Jehovah's Witness and selling double glazing, and I've also sold, um, you know, training programs, computer switches, laundry equipment. I've sold a lot of them is accept that it's going to be part of the process. So, you know, I describe, you know, sales to people like the roller coaster ride. You know, you know, when you go on the roller coaster ride that you're going to go up the, you know, the, the you know, the clicky, clicky, clicky on the chair, and then you're going to get to the top and then you're going to go through the ups and the downs and the moments of it. And sales and rejection is no different. There are going to be moments of this that are going to be tough, that are going to be hard, but there's also going to be moments that are going to be really great fun and going to be really enjoyable. And, you know, to me, no is a great word in sales. Being rejected is okay. I'd much prefer a rejection and a no than a maybe or someone that sits on the fence. So I always say to people, the worst, the best word in sales is yes, I want to go forward. The worst word isn't no, it's a maybe because a no means, hey, no worries at all. I can mark that one off my list or leave it for the time being. So really understand and learn to sort of, you know, turn it around if you can. You know, David Goggins, I talk a lot about Goggins and who he is, talks a lot around turning things around. If you see things from one perspective as being the no being a bad thing, see it as a good thing. See, sometimes I'll say to sales teams, hey, you know, I want you to focus on getting 30 no's today. What do you mean? Well, are you not, are we not supposed to be selling? Yeah, you are. Of course you are. But we're not going to get engagement with everyone. And the chances are we're going to get a few no's and hey, make the fun, the order and, you know, tick, give yourself a little target to get 30 no's. Now, actually, that means when then someone does say yes, you're a bit like, oh, wow, I didn't get my no. But the point is, it's a reverse in the way in which you can think about it, handle it. And, 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 and remember that the rejection is not aimed at you personally. They're not, they're not taking it out on you directly as an individual person. It's just business. And, you know, the, the rejection can actually be a good thing. It's, it's one, you know, one way closer to be able to, 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 to get the end result that you want. And sometimes we have to go through those failures, those challenges. Failure, we'll talk about it on a separate podcast, is a brilliant thing. I think failure helps us all get better and know how to improve and to develop and to, you know, James Dyson failed hundreds and hundreds of times before he got his prototype right working well and, and the results were clear. Failure is good. Failing fast is important. 
we're better to fail fast and get rejected than to be you know, kept hanging on and hoping that something will work out and then it doesn't. So that's the second thing. Learn the fear of rejection um, and, and, and don't take it personally and be in a position where you turn it on its head. And then the third point is a fear of reputation. And a lot of people will say to me, well, I, I don't want to be on the phone, James, because reputation, I don't want people to think I'm a salesperson. I'm looking for, for, for money and I'm looking for business and, and, and whatever else. I don't, I don't want that reputational of me being this sort of pushy salesperson, whatever else, and speaking to people about money. And oh, no, no, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. So it's this fear that other people are going to perceive them in a certain way. And um, again, I've seen that. I've sent, sent that. I talk to people around being a sales, you know, being in sales and helping people sell. And sometimes people look at me as if say, "Oh, well, it's a bit cheesy, isn't it?" You know, it must be like, you know, it must be have a you know the car salesman with a jacket or, or whatever else. But you know, the reputation. I I love the the work I do in sales and helping people sell. And and but you know, if you're worried about that reputation, here's two little things to consider and think in mind that that can help you. The, the first is this. Um, I encourage everyone I work with to, to do the onion exercise. And what the onion exercise is to, is to, is to take down this, write a circle and write down five circles within one big one and then four, and a smaller one, a smaller one until you get to a smaller one in the middle. And what I call is layer one, the smaller circle in the middle is layer one. And then layer two is the next one, three, four, and five. And the example I encourage people to focus on is, is, is if you, um, were to have something major happen in your life, like say a really critical issue, a big incident, a massive thing that happened, you know, there are a group of people in layer one, hopefully the people that you would first call. And they generally can be your friends, your family members, the closest people to you in your life are layer one. The next layer, layer two are the people you would call their next. They're good friends. They're really important friends. They're, they're not quite layer one, but they're really important that you would then call. And then you could start to, and if you want to start to outline who's in layer one, who's in layer two, and who's in layer three, four, and five. And the point I'm going to say to you is this. Most people worry about the reputational issues from people that are in layer fours and fives and even layer six. And so my point to you is this. They're not going to be there for you in your hour of need. They are not going to be people who you're going to call upon and use and, and, and want to be there when something goes wrong in your life. So why are you worried about their reputation for one? What, what is it you're worried about? Do they really mean that much to you? No, they're not going to be there for you. So Put it into context, the reject, the reputational feeling that you have. If someone wants to think that I'm a certain, certain type of salesperson, I have people that, you know, don't like me or who I am or what I do. I'm like, are they going to be there for me? Are they really important in my life? Are they critical to how I operate? No, they're not. So therefore I don't worry about it. And all right, it's maybe because I've built up a skin over time, a harder skin over time, but that's how I would look at it and approach it. So firstly, write, do this exercise, do your onion exercise, layer one and two, who are the people that are in, in the event of a major issue occurring, a, a life changing, a critical major, hap you know, something happening, you would call layer one and two and their reputation, you know, yes, you do want to think about how they will react to certain things, but other people outside that, certainly those in layer fours and fives, don't be worried about their reputation because they're not going to be there for you in your, in your time of need. So that's the first thing around reputation. But the second thing around this is also about duty and who you are and what you're doing. I believe sales is about service and us doing our duty. And when I do what I'm doing, I'm doing it because I have a desire to help someone and to support them and to solve a problem. And uh, if someone wants to criticize me for wanting to go and help business owners achieve their goals by getting on the phone to them and speaking to them, then, hey, that's okay. That's no problem. So see what you're doing and your activities, your duty of work and, and, and your commitment to doing something rather than necessarily being um, you having to just sell for the sale's sake. And when you do your duty, a missionary um, doesn't worry about, you know, knocking on doors in, in certain places because they know they're doing their duty. 
when sales is your duty and you're focused on doing your duty, then you won't worry about the reputation because it's what you're passionate to you to help and solve people. And, and that reputational element, the final bit around that is focus. If you're in sales or business, focus what you do on solving a problem or helping take someone achieve something. If what you do is solving a problem or helping someone achieve something, then it's not a reputational damage to help other people. You're, you're supporting them and helping them. And if you believe that passionate about it, and from a reputation perspective, you know, that's what you do, then is it right? You know, is it wrong to be known as the person that cares passionately? I, I'm, I want to be known as the person that helps business owners solve sales problems. If that's wrong, hey, no worries at all. It's, you know, the, that's their view of me. I can't change it. It is what it is, but I'm not going to let it affect what I do and how I do it. So those three things are critical. These fears, you know, the fear of, re- of reaction, rejection, and reputation are what stop people from doing certain things in a certain way and from achieving and doing the activities they need. And I really encourage you to use these techniques and ideas that I've shared to overcome these and, and move things forward. And if you do, you can hopefully put in place the thing, you know, some tactics and some methods that you can use to get what you want, in, you know, and, and to get the success you want. Um, and, 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 and the reality is, um, deal with these things. They're going to be part of it. There are going to be people that don't necessarily like the reaction that you give. And there are methods to overcome that. Um, and I haven't even talked about objections and uh, I've did a, I did a podcast on objections and how you can overcome certain reactions, but you know, the reputation, uh, and the rejection learn to overcome them. If you want to be successful as a business owner, you've got to deal with those factors, put the tactics in place that I've put in that I've suggested and it can hopefully help you overcome them and let me know how you get on. I'd, I'd love to know which of these fears are the ones that stop you from progressing. And if I can help you with some other ideas to support that, and I'd love to do that. So that's the, this, this week's episode is on the three R's of, 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 of fears of selling. But as I always do, I wanted to finish the podcast using an inspirational story. Uh, and I share different stories with different people. And by the way, I'd love to get these people. If you know any of these people or want to, are one of these people listening to this and would love to come on the podcast, please reach out to me and my team and let's get you on here. But I wanted to share the story of a guy called Tobias Weller. Um, Tobias is an incredibly inspirational young man who, um, has cerebral palsy. He has autism, um, you know, some, some severe conditions that can could affect his life. But he, he tackles, you know, challenges, endurance challenges on his walking frame. And he was inspired by, um, in the UK, when lockdown happened, there was a guy called Sir Captain Tom Moore, who um, did an incredible, you know, raising of money in um, in, in his back garden. And Tobias Weller, Weller was a, a schoolboy who did the same thing. He's completed two marathons. He's completed an, an Ironman um, to raise money. And uh, he was given a Pride of Britain Award in 2022, which I think is incredible for what he did. But here's a young man whose conditions affected him, you know, autism, cerebral palsy, so many reasons not to do something, but chose to say, no, I'm not going to accept that and then become an inspiration by doing incredible challenges to raise a, lot, a large amount of money. So, t- so Tobias, Weller, Tobias Weller, I should say, is my inspirational story for this week. Have a look at Tobias's story. Um, and um, and if you can't be inspired by by a young man like that, then, then, um, then hey, what will inspire you? not sure let me know in the comment section below but that's it from this week thanks again for listening um, really great to have your company in your ears with me and uh, see you next week take care so thank you so much for listening to this episode i hope you've enjoyed if you have please subscribe to the podcast it helps us ensure more people can get the insights and ideas they need to get incredible sales results look forward to seeing you on the next episode